Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading Morning Star from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with number 24, chapter 2, part 1, pages 55 through 57. Chapter 2, concerning the virtue of prudence, on the prudence of the Blessed Virgin Mary. For training oneself in the virtue of chastity, a strong and steadfast resolve to preserve the virtue is not enough. It is also imperative to undertake the means necessary for its achievement and preservation. The Blessed Virgin Mary left us a perfect example of such prudent conduct. Although she was free from all danger on account of her constant awareness of the presence of God and the gift of grace, yet, being fond of solitude, she preferred to stay at home, leaving it only when necessary for the glory of God or the salvation of mankind. After fulfilling her mission, she would immediately return to a secluded place. It was foretold in the prophecy of Isaiah, Behold, a young woman shall conceive. That's from chapter 7, verse 14. According to St. Jerome, those words mean not only a virgin, but also a person who avoids company, is gentle, filled with inner peace, and fond of privacy. The angel who visited Mary at the time of the Annunciation also found her alone and immersed in prayer. St. Luke also points out that Mary went in haste through the mountains to visit Elizabeth. That's from Luke chapter 1, verse 39. Her haste not merely manifested her zeal and diligence in performing good deeds of love towards others, but was also a sign of prudently avoiding prolonged stays in public places and taking refuge in a respectable house as soon as possible. St. Ambrose writes on the subject, Learn from Mary not to visit unfamiliar homes, not to play in public places, and not to engage in useless conversations. Mary usually stayed in her own house, passed strangers in haste, and stayed for longer periods of time only with her relatives. That's from his writings on the first chapter of St. Luke. With great prudence, the Virgin Mary refrained from all company of strangers, frequent conversations and visits, except in cases where it was not detrimental to brotherly love. When she lived inside the temple in Jerusalem, as it has been revealed to St. Bridget of Sweden, Mary avoided as much as she could all visits of friends, parents, and relatives. Later on, as the wife of St. Joseph, Mary behaved in a similar, prudent way. That is why she was at first perplexed by the angel's presence in her solitary place during the Annunciation, because she did not know who he was. Although the angels had frequently visited Mary before and spent time with her as if with a household member, none of them appeared in human form, carrying such great news. Fearing that it might have been an ordinary man whose visit in her house would have been unacceptable, she was filled with anxiety and embarrassment and was troubled because of her great virtue. St. Jerome wrote on this subject in his letter to a pious woman, Look at the Blessed Virgin Mary, who merited 
thanks to her purity, to be worthy of becoming the mother of God. When Archangel Gabriel visited her in a man's body and said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you, she was so astonished and embarrassed that she could not answer, because no man had greeted her like that before. Being informed about the mission, she, who was wary of talking to a human, talked to the angel without fear. St. Bernard explains the reasons for Mary's worries. Truly virtuous women are usually fearful and shy, wishing to avoid any danger. That is why they exhibit anxiety even in safe safe situations. When somebody appears before them unexpectedly, they take it as suspicious and conclude that they may be deceived. That is why Mary felt perplexed upon hearing the angel's words, which was a sign of her virginal innocence. Full of courage, she did not show fear. That's from his third sermon on the Blessed Virgin. St. Luke also alludes to the Blessed Virgin Mary's seclusion as he recounts her visit to St. Elizabeth in the latter's sixth month of pregnancy with St. John the Baptist and Mary's return home three months later, right before St. Elizabeth gave birth to a son. He first writes, later she returned home, and then adds, now the time came for Elizabeth to be delivered, and she gave birth to a son. Luke chapter 1, verses 56 and 57. The Virgin Mary did not wait for the day of the birth of the blessed baby, John, because she rightfully expected many of Elizabeth's neighbors and relatives to come to her house on that day. Therefore, being fond of solitude and silence, she returned to Nazareth, where she had conceived the Son of God. Whenever she feared that even the smallest gathering of people were to become an impediment for keeping the silence of her immaculate heart, she always chose what was proper to her chastity and honesty. This is the way in which many great Christian writers like Theophilus, Eusebius, Rupert, and others interpreted these words of St. Luke, remaining true to their meaning in the Gospels. In the second chapter, Venerable Casimir turns his attention to the virtue of prudence. But first, regarding the virtue of chastity, he says that it is not enough to simply have a strong and firm desire to live the vow. Peter didn't want to deny Christ, but he did. Mary can teach us what we need to do to achieve and persevere in living the vow and virtue of chastity. It involves living prudently. Mary gives us the example of how to do so. Mary lived constantly in the presence of God. She knew of the need to ask for his grace. She avoided the near occasions of sin and she often lived in silence and in solitude. She found a balance between her activities and her time for prayer. St. Jerome wrote that the prophecy of Isaiah about a young woman conceiving the Messiah referred to a virgin who avoided company, who was gentle and filled with inner peace and a love of privacy. Mary's haste in going to see her cousin Elizabeth was a sign of prudence. She didn't want to expose herself to temptations by staying too long in public places. Mary was perplexed when the angel interrupted her solitude. She had to verify that the angel was indeed from God. And Casimir points out the, that Mary didn't want 
she didn't wait for the birth of John the Baptist. She withdrew before then uh, because she knew that there would be many other relatives and friends visiting. She prudently desired to keep silence in her immaculate heart. Let us pray for the virtue of prudence. If you would like to receive a Venerable Servant of God, Kazmir Vyshinsky, prayer card, visit shopmercy.org. Now let's pray for his beatification and intercession. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, joy of the saints, make us glad by raising to the honors of the altar your faithful servant, Kazmir, and grant us the zeal to imitate him on our way to holiness. Amen. O God, merciful Father, in the heart of your servant Casimir, you aroused such a great zeal for accomplishing corporal and spiritual deeds of mercy. Deign to grant to us, through his intercession, the grace for which we implore you. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It is recommended that this prayer, recited for a particular intention, be complemented by confession, and Holy Communion. Please send news about any cure or other graces received from God through the intercession of Father Kazmir Vyshinsky, requests for biographies and prayers, as well as any other correspondence to the following address. Vice Postulator of the Marian Causes of Canonization, Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, to Prospect Hill Road, Stockbridge, Massachusetts, 01262. Are you enjoying my podcast exploring the Marian classic Morning Star on the imitation of the Ten Virtues of the Blessed Virgin Mary? I invite you to follow along with me by ordering a copy of Morning Star available now at shopmercy.org. That's shopmercy.org. This wonderful Marian book will also make a perfect Christmas gift for someone special in your life. Simply visit shopmercy.org and search Morning Star to order your copy today. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. 
Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.